Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind. And in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about burnout, a subject that came to my attention from an email that I received earlier today. And I'll read a little bit of his email, and then we'll talk about the details of his problem and the solutions to his problem. So let's go into that right now. And this is a guy coming from the Philippines. Very nice guy, very well-spoken. A lot of events going on in the Philippines these days. If you follow politics, if you follow current events, but we won't, won't really get into that in this podcast. And um, this email says, he says, I'm really glad and thankful that I discovered you and your podcasts and website because it really answered a lot of questions from motivation, from thinking precisely, and from being a man not only of style but also of substance. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. The emailer says, he says, uh, I'm also a student of a university and currently am taking uh, a subject at the university. I won't name it for uh, out of concern for his privacy. He says he's 19 years old. He loves his university degree that he's studying for, and he's getting good grades. He's surviving. He says, I enjoy the process of developing myself. I read books, surround myself with positive friends, work out almost every day, and have discipline on what I eat. He says, I just want to ask you for some advice uh, on how to avoid burnout and feeling cluttered going home from university. The environment that he's in, he says he feels, quote, mundane and energy drained. The library, he says, is filled with students. And I like this sentence. He says, my classmates and peers in the university are always in a group. I tried to build communication, but I can't really force friendship because what they are doing doesn't really interest me at all. Our instructors here are very toxic and self-entitled on what they are doing. They favor ass-kisser students (laughs) that stroke their ego. Every time I go home, I just read and spend my time on worthwhile sites like yours. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. He closes with this sentence. He says, I will feel very pleased if you are going to cover some advices. Again, I'm just reading what what I see here. I will be very pleased if you are going to cover some advices on, uh, on how to avoid burnout and how to be successful amidst these negative people and environment. All right. You know, I've said before in some podcasts, I think it was a few podcasts ago, that sometimes in this job you have to be a, a bit of a mind reader. You have to be a diviner. You have to plumb the depths of what the questioner is asking and get to the heart of the matter. Because very often what they say they're asking about is really not what they're really asking about. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to answer his question. I'm going to answer the question about burnout. But let's analyze what this gentleman is saying. Because I love these questions from young guys. Because they're very, they're very honest and they're very direct for the most part. You know, he talks about his life at the university. He talks about things he does, his books, his workouts. But here's the key sentence here. Here's the key sentence. 
My classmates, he says, also my classmates and peers in the university are always in a group. I try to build communication, but I really can't force friendship because what they are doing doesn't really interest me at all. This is the key sentence in this email. All the other stuff about burnout is secondary. I mean, he's he's concerned about burnout, but what he's really asking is, what he's really asking is, I feel isolated. I feel left out. I feel marginalized. And what can I do to get around that? And if he's doing the things that he's really saying he's doing, if he really is keeping up his grades, he's working out, he's uh, living a good life, he's doing the right things, that's a lonely road in many ways. Not many people have the conviction. Not many people have the intestinal fortitude to do that, especially when they're young. And if he really is doing this, which I have no reason to doubt, then he's probably going to be marginalized to some extent. He's probably going to feel like, hey, I'm not really part of the gang. I'm not really getting accepted because I don't go along and do all of the usual frivolous bullshit that everybody else does. And how do I get around that? How do I break through that? Is there a way to break through that? That's really what he's asking. This is a guy who feels peeved. He feels uh, I don't want to I don't want to use the word angry because I don't think anger really comes through in the email. But he feels disappointed. He feels sad. He feels a little bit of angst maybe over beginning over the beginning uh, uh, realization that in life, if you are pursuing the right road, if you are pursuing the road of achievement, if you're breaking through barriers, if you're overcoming obstacles, if you're blasting through boundaries, you're going to have a lonely road in, in some ways. Now, it's not horrible. It's not always bad. It's not always going to be this gloom and doom. So I don't want to give that impression. But let's face it, you know, while everybody else is out partying, while everybody else is out doing, you know, the usual college thing, you know, this guy is is working, is working towards a goal. You know, maybe this guy has a goal. Maybe he wants to be a doctor. Maybe he wants to be a, a therapist. Maybe he wants to be something else. And, you know... The people that do those things are often going to be laughed at. They're not going to be appreciated. Now, I'm not saying, and nobody should interpret anything I say here as, uh, you know, saying that you should avoid having fun, that you should uh, live a life of killjoy, uh, of killjoyism, of of dour uh, negativity, or just workaholicism, because that's not an answer either. I'm not saying that, so don't take this too far. But what I am saying is that if you are an action-oriented person, if you are a goal-oriented person, if you are someone who is seeking to achieve something in life, then you're not always going to be the most popular guy in the group. And you have to accept that. You have to accept that you're not going to be one of the clique. Now, you might be. It's not always the case that you're always going to be uh, the lone wolf. 
But in many situations, that will be the case, and you have to learn how to deal with that. And if you're only 19, which is what this guy says he is, then this is a good learning point for you. This is a good way to get used to it. And that's what I want to say, man. Get used to it. Get used to it because it doesn't end. It really is a stark choice you have in life. You can choose to be one of these guys that is everybody's friend, who is Mr. Mediocre, who's everybody's buddy. Everybody knows your name. Everybody pats you on the back. Everybody loves you. You know, you can choose to be that guy. And you can choose to live a life of mediocrity. And some people want that. And that's fine for some people. But it's not right for everybody. It's not right for everybody. And I don't think it's right for this guy who wrote me this email. Because again, he's really talking about something other than what he thinks he's talking about. Now, I'm going to answer his question about burnout. But I wanted to spend a few minutes at the beginning to talk about the secret context of this question. Because as I said in previous podcasts, and as I say now, very often what people say they're asking me about is never what they're really asking me about. And Quintus has very, very, very sensitive bullshit detectors. Very, very sensitive detectors. He always knows All it takes is a phrase, a semicolon, a comma, one word out of place or in place, and I'm going to know. So you can ask me whatever you want to ask me, but I'm going to answer my question. I'm going to answer your question in in a way that I feel is appropriate to the secret context of the questions that I get. I'll always protect your privacy. I'll always protect your confidentiality. But I will not join in the bullshit pantomime. So that's my pledge to you. But let's take the question at face value. We've already answered the hidden context. Let's now take the question at face value and answer this, this young man's question about getting in a rut and how to avoid burnout. Because burnout really is a, it, it is a real issue. It really is an issue. And the first step in learning how to avoid burnout is learning how to identify burnout. How do you identify burnout? How do you know when you're fatigued? How do you know when you need a break? Is there a way to identify that? Well, I think there is. I think there are four measures of burnout. Now, you don't have to have all four of these, but I think any one of these factors would probably indicate the fact that you need to take a break. The first one is plateauing. When you feel that you've reached a plateau or you've reached a point where you are not progressing either in your studies or in your workout routine, then you may be suffering from burnout. You know, if you're lifting weights and you've reached a point where you're just not getting any better or you're doing run, you're running and you find that your run times for the two-mile run or three-mile run are not getting any better, then you've probably reached a plateau. And that would indicate likely burnout. The second indication of burnout would be loss of interest in the subject matter. If you find that you're losing interest in what you're doing, if you find that the topic or the subject is no longer inspiring you to further accomplishment, then you are probably suffering from some form of burnout. 
And I guess a corollary to this would be a decline in progress. Okay, negative progress. Not only loss of interest, but if you are actually going backwards in progress, say you are... Um, uh, uh, forgetting information if you're studying something. You're forgetting information or if you're working out, you're getting worse. You're losing muscle. You're getting slower in your run times. Okay, that would be an extreme example, but that's an example of burnout. And I think the fourth indicator of burnout would be pain, physical pain. And I mean that by physical pain. I mean that you actually manifesting, your body is manifesting the burnout in headaches, or body aches of some form or another. And if you find that you're experiencing one or more of these four criteria, then you're probably being burned out. And this is a common thing. You know, anyone who's a hard charging individual, anyone who's goal oriented, who's seeking to overcome obstacles, break through barriers, overcome boundaries, is going to feel burnout every now and then. And we need to be aware of it because people like us who are goal-oriented, we often tend to keep pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves. And we are numb to the clues that our body sends out saying that we need to take a break. But you have to listen to your body. You have to listen to what it's telling you. Now, how do you cure burnout? How do you solve the burnout problem? Well, I think there are three ways. The first way is uh, stopping to do what you're doing. Just stop doing it. Simple, simple solution. Stop doing it temporarily. And this is an important point because apart from psychological considerations, apart from psychological considerations, it's true that the body needs breaks every now and then. If you're pursuing a pretty intense workout routine, running, lifting weights, whatever you're doing. Every few months or so, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. Sometimes the body, and how long that break is depends on each person. So I'm not going to throw out any specific guidelines, but um, you may find that a period of you know 10 to 14 days of no exercise every few months will do just as much good as uninterrupted spans of exercise because the body needs time to recuperate, to recover, to refresh itself. And that's important. Another way to avoid, a second way to avoid burnout is to change what you're doing. In other words, don't stop. You can keep doing what you're doing, but you should change the way you're doing something. Change the method. You have to shock the system. Whether you're studying or whether you're working out, you have to do things in ways that are very different from how you have been doing them in the past. Because the brain and the body get into ruts. They get acclimated to a certain level of activity. And when the body or the brain get too much into these ruts of acclimated activity, then progress comes to a shuddering halt. And that's not what you want. A third way to avoid burnout is to do the same thing, but do it in a different place. And I've mentioned this before in other podcasts. It's so important to change the environment of where you're working or working out in. Because I really believe, from my own experience, that 
where you do something is just as important as how you do something. And what I mean by that is environment matters. Suppose you're doing a certain type of workout, but you're doing it in the same place all the time. Somehow, and I'm not sure exactly how this works. I haven't really worked out all the the mental issues with it. But somehow the body or the mind get too comfortable in a certain locale. And you have to do the same thing maybe that, you, that you've been doing, but do it in, in a different place. Do it in a different place. And you'll find rapid progress. I can't tell you how much this works in the real world. You know, if you're studying a language and you're used to studying it, say, at your desk in your room, then try doing the same studies in a different place. Go to the library and do it. Go to a different room in your house to do it. How you're doing things. You'll see rapid and dramatic progress just by doing that. Again, I'm not sure entirely why. I think somehow the memorization process or the the working out process is somehow keyed to where you are. I think somehow the brain and the body are connected in ways that we don't fully understand yet. And I think that if you can change some of these variables, you'll find that you'll make rapid progress. And um, this advice holds true for mental activity, as in studying, and it also holds true for physical activity, that is, working out. So that's, that's my advice on burnout. Burnout is a pretty easy subject to cover because it doesn't take a lot to figure out how to beat it. Really, the barrier you have to overcome is your own, your own mind because the hard-charging type A personality might feel guilty about taking a, a break. That's the problem. You're going to feel guilty, uh, at least in the first couple days. You're going to say, geez, I, I should be working out. I should be studying. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You're going to feel guilty. I mean, I, I've had to go through this myself. You're going to feel like, man, I should be doing something. But that's when you have to stop. That's when you have to tell yourself no. You have to say no. You have to tell yourself to heal. You're going to have to say, you know, calm down. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to have the conviction to know when you need a break, to know that you deserve a break, and to know when to take a break. So that's my advice on burnout. But, as I said, the first five minutes of this podcast are key also. The question I got was superficially about burnout, but I sense a hidden subtext here. I sense a secret anguish in the questioner. And I've also tried to address not only the superficial question, but also I've tried to address the hidden question, the substratal question, we can call it. And I'll just leave it at that. This will conclude our podcast here at Fortress of the Mind. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.